So, once we kidnap Super Cop, then what? Tiny surgery. I'd like to take his his face off. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of... Uh, I, I, I don't know, which show is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, another, it's another crossover. Uh, this time, we have... It's the Movies That Whip podcast with me, Gooey, and Adriel. Yo, it's me. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm stoked, um, and I'm very happy to be on a crossover episode, actually. This is pretty exciting for us, or for me, at least. But we're also... Mm-hmm on the flashback 64 feed with mckenna hello (laughs) hello i've been so self-indulgent lately with all the podcast crossovers but i don't even care yeah uh (laughs) why not uh we're just trying to you know we're all we're all friends here it doesn't matter whose feed you're listening to this on we're just trying to cast a wide net i guess you know totally and listen there the the (laughs) time when the n64 was out was also a time of a lot of movies that whip so um, I think that that yeah. that is a natural, natural crossover. Well, I think it's in. So yeah, it's interesting you say that. Uh, actually, let me bring it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of uh, googling here, but um, because you know we've been going through on flashback sixty four, and we that's that's why we watched also. We were already gonna watch Batman and Robin for virtual theater, but it lined like Andy and I. It happened to line up when. It was the highest grossing movie in our timeline on Flashback 64, so we did that. Um, but, you know, as we've been going on Flashback 64, we've been saying, like, what all the, the highest grossing movies are and all that stuff. And it re- as you just said, just just to give an idea, once you get past the, the beginning of 1997, it the early months of any given year, there, it's not a lot of, like, uh, bigger movies. Uh, it's not like kind of the, the ones you associate with like whipping as much. It's kind of a weird time for movies. Uh, so in the beginning of the year, you know, we kind of talked about there's different, it's, it's fun because it's where you can kind of get like different sort of genre films and, and stuff like that. And then the star Wars, um, special editions came out. So that kind of like those obviously were just like killing it. But then lately in the, the summer months, spring into summer, summer. I want to read some of these just because you, you, you mentioned it and, it and it's so true. And this so is we've in, got, in and, 1997, right? Yeah, 1997. I'm just going weekend by weekend and kind of... Uh, I'll, I'm going to start in April, I think. So there was like... So we've had... And we've watched all of these. Liar Liar, <laughs> Anaconda, Volcano, a Breakdown, The Fifth Element... The Lost World Jurassic Park, Con Air, <laughs> also Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Speed Speed 2, Cruise Control, Batman and Robin, and here we are at Face Off. And actually, just last night, we watched for the, the upcoming, like the next upcoming ones, we watched Men in Black, which is the next. And then there's uh, Air Force One, and it, it goes on and on. But there's, uh, you know... It, it was a good, it was kind of a good song. I mean, it's also a lot of like stuff that's not like Speed 2 and like Lost World aren't like the pinnacles of their franchise, like 
commercially, yeah. but you know, I, I really enjoyed watching all these movies we've been watching. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of had our own like private movies that whip, you know. That's so awesome. I mean, who <laughs> who knew that it was such a like that it was such a good year? I mean, I actually just saw The Fifth Element for the first time. I had never seen it before. Uh, and my friend was like, you gotta watch it. Like, this is your name all over it. And I yeah. watched it recently and it was, oh, it's, boy, did it it's whip. It's wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was the first time I watched it, like, from start to finish. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. one of those movies that I've seen on TV a lot and caught, like, probably mm. most of it through mm-hmm. just not, like, in sequence. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie for that because it's just very visual and yeah vibes a lot uh, of the time yeah, yeah i feel like there were we we were like trying to kind of recap it like afterwards for some reason and we were like i don't really know what the plot like there were we get the general plot but like the all the connective tissue like doesn't really matter <laughs> when we mentioned since we mentioned it too so we're talking about face off uh as we said which is from actually so the the weekend that was um number one in 1997 was the june 27th to 29th nice weekend. nice we haven't mentioned this is a a goo weekend it's a goo weekend yeah <laughs> sure uh, it's is. kind of fitting we we did not mention as it came up in the timeline on our show like when it was actually our birthday like we didn't say like oh it's our was my seventh birthday or whatever but uh-huh. here we are do you want to know uh adriel what's What's your what's your birthday? I'll tell you your 1997 movie. Oh, my birthday is June 11th. Okay, so I guess the weekend it, that would have been after um, Con Air came out, and then the the weekend pretty good. Like the weekend after you were born or after your birthday in '97 was Speed Two. So Hell there you go. yeah! <laughs> uh, and you, of course, you have a lot. You're in a liar, liar mania. Yeah. Three weeks of liar, liar, or maybe two, mania. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Carrie when, Mania was sweeping the. the when nation. did um when did a uh, Good Burger come out? Speaking of our birthdays, Good Burger was that um, was that ninety seven as well? Is it ninety seven? I feel like it might oh, be nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> yes. What? Okay. Let's well, let's. Oh, it came out oh, wow. July twenty fifth. We're nice. coming up on that. I did not see it on this list. So no, it's not on this <laughs> list. It was it was beaten by Air Force One. So okay. no surprise. Oh, there. Yeah. yeah, that's not terribly shocking. <laughs> so, but so like the reason I uh, I was mentioning this is uh, and and we're just kind of getting to it right away. But it's um you know we're talking about Face Off and this was only three weeks after Con Air was number one and and conair is still like um grossing this that weekend like uh wow. we i normally don't like to talk about like the you know like judge these movies based on how much money they make but it's just been fun as we look back you know it's a good it's a good way to look at what's going on at the time so it's not something we normally do here on our show but that's on uh movies that whip but it's it, this is more of a virtual theater <laughs> type thing mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah, the weekend, this weekend we're talking about, Face Off was number one, and Con Air was number five. So Cage, Nick Cage was like on top of the world at this point. I feel like this is like, for me at least, this is like peak. I know he's known 
for other things and and i love him in a great many of movies but i this is an awesome era where it was like nick cage the like action star yeah (laughs) yeah Um, my my grandma loved him in racing arizona which i don't think i've ever seen but she just like always thought of him as raising it like that was who who he was to her which i find really funny because i feel like that's one of the like lesser known not lesser known but when people think of Nicolas Cage, I don't think that most people think Racing Arizona. <laughs> he he does ter- do turn in like a very memorable performance in that movie. I'll say mm-hmm. too. Like, and it's definitely he's always giving giving it his all. You know, like yeah. he doesn't phone anything in. <laughs> he's never phoned in, even a word in, <laughs> as as is yeah. evidenced by this movie. Yeah. Uh, how about how about Nick Cage for you? Uh, <laughs> do you have an aunt, an aunt anecdote <laughs> uh no i i don't even know i feel like the first thing i i don't know if this is true or not but it, national treasure might have been the first thing i saw Hell him yeah. in. that was like a you know childhood <laughs> movie um mm-hmm. yeah i think that was like that was the big thing for a while my mom always talks about Leaving Las Vegas, which I've never seen. Yeah. That's supposed to be Mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I saw uh, the Cher movie he was in. Uh, Moonstruck. uh, Moonstruck, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Moonlighting, which is the (laughs) show that Bruce Willis was on. (laughs) I was going to say, is it Mermaid? Is the other Cher movie where she and Bob Hoskins are a couple? Oh, yeah, I've not seen that, but I that want, movie I, whips. But, That's a great movie too. <laughs> we got to do some more Bob on the show. <laughs> He's the hottie in the movie, which is really funny. It's a really like I, I would say Bob Co- Hoskins is a hottie too. I think that's you know one thing that we've lost to time is that uh, a guy like him could be the hottie in a movie. I know, I know. He could bag, <laughs> he could bag share in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we'll, we'll talk more about Nicolas Cage because he's not, I mean, obviously he's not the only, uh, thing that makes this movie whip, but before we, let's, before we talk about his counterpart, let's, we'll back up a little bit because this was also a good movie for us for, uh, for a couple reasons. Um, Adriel, we have previously bonded over, uh. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and I know we both were had uh talked extensively about the movie Hard Target which was <laughs> yeah we should say this movie is directed by the the legend John Woo and Hard Target also one of his um one of his uh I think that's like his first or second like movie in America um but I think it's like this one it's like a nearly like perfect action movie like from (laughs) from cover to cover it's just like whips so much the whole time basically yeah it's an Uh, unrelenting and also very well paced i would say and as well so i think i think that that is the only that's the only like john woo movie you've seen i think right I feel like there's probably like a, another like stealth Sean Woo movie that I don't know. So I think that it's possible, especially like my grandpa loved action movies and I was always kind of hanging around and like watching movies with him. So I think it is possible that I've seen some, but I don't know. I don't know what they are. <laughs> We've watched a couple together. 
Um, I actually, I have a little bit of a John Woo story the first time I really became aware of him. And I think it was a very, a very formative, uh, experience was, um, when I was in, uh, high school, there was a chess club, I guess you could say, but it wasn't really a chess club. Like it was more like go to the cool teacher's room (laughs) during lunch and like play board games or watch movies or something. Okay. And we, it's, we would watch movies that you should definitely like not be showing kids in school, you know? (laughs) It was like, it was a, he was a cool teacher actually. Um, uh, yeah. So we, um, I remember one of the first movies we watched was, uh, The Big Lebowski. That was fun. But, um, then one day he's like, he, he knew, he knew, that it, I was like sort of interested in this sort of thing. So he was like, he's like, check this shit out. And he, we watched the movie, uh, hard boiled, <laughs> which is one, one of, uh, I think it's one of John Woo's great films. Uh, we is watched that the one together. where there's like a, there's mm-hmm. like a baby, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the one where there's a big action sequence towards the end where they're like evacuating this hospital and he's holding a baby and he's trying to, like, you know, get there's like this extended one shot with the baby doing and they're doing these crazy action sequences. It's it's an incredible movie. So that that was always very uh, a very personal movie for me because of that was such an awesome experience when I was a, when I was a teen. So we watched that a few years ago and we've encountered we've encountered John Woo films further because we uh, well, we watched through the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the one I had seen before. before. Yeah. And it really is so funny because now now you've seen more like, you know, the the first like four Mission Impossible movies kind of like are all completely different, you know, different director, different vibe or whatever, some crossover elements. And then now they all kind of, I don't know, you probably feel this way too. Like they all kind of have like the similar theme and vibe and genre you know they mix certain elements in but they they're more consistently the same tone Mm -hmm. so it's so funny because we had seen you had seen hard-boiled when we watched mission impossible 2 like you i think you'd probably seen that before right but did it kind of stand out to you when we watched that because it does have all of the classic john woo calling cards (laughs) in mission impossible 2 the birds. The, bir- the there's birds. There's birds. That's like the one thing. Well, you also have because ta- you're, you're always excited about the birds. I love the birds. It's such an awesome visual motif, you know. The slow mo totally, and the birds. Totally. Um, Mission Impossible too. Also, I'm, I'm sorry, we're talking about other movies other than Face Off, but I kind of just really wanted to talk about you know John Woo in general. But Mission Impossible Two is like the uh, Mission Impossible 3 has a lot of guns and stuff, but it's very boring, awfully shot, like, gunplay. Mission Impossible 2 has uh, Tom Cruise dual-wielding, di- you know, diving, <laughs> like, style, like, gunplay. It's awesome. Like, it's Hell not, yeah. it's considered, like, it's like one of the last movies, well, John Woo actually just had a movie came out, but it's like one of his later movies, it's not considered, it's considered by some the worst Mission Impossible movie stuff like that but i i might just be too like attracted to that style that it just like <laughs> i still and it has limp biscuit on the soundtrack so it's <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> we also recently watched um a better tomorrow 
I, like mm-hmm. earlier in the week. So I kind of wanted to get in the woo zone, which is another one. <laughs> I, the woo zone. You know, it's we've done this before where we've talked about someone as sort of like, you know, our, what a, one of the canon uh, directors that whip, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he uh, do any movie that's also a video game movie? Because if he has, that well, seems like a real missed opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow me to blow your mind here for a second, actually. <laughs> <laughs> With a real fun fact. Uh, were you just waiting for me to ask this question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is going to come up. So, uh, you know, so he made this movie. Uh, he did uh, Hard Boiled stars Chow Yun-Fat as uh, uh, Tequila, the detective, or, or whatever he is. He's a cop. Um, in the 2000s, they made a video game sequel to the movie for Xbox. Oh my god, that John, is... John Woo Stranglehold. And you start, you play as Detective Tequila, and it is, it's super like it's like gunplay like you're diving around it's it's that era post matrix and uh like the max Payne games like you're do- diving around and, and like employing bullet time and stuff like that and it really uh i've only played a I've, that's not one i've fully played because i did not have it like an xbox at the time but it does like really capture the vibe of the movies that rules. <laughs> That's even better than making a movie adaptation of a video game. That's so cool. And I, I think it is fitting with our, with uh, Flashback 64 because we, we have been talking a lot about these games that share similar influence and crossover between like movies they're inspired by and things like that. And a lot of um, the games that were big in this time period... Um, are inspired by things like uh, like Alien is one that, that has mm-hmm. come up a lot, um, uh, especially like Doom and whatnot. Uh, Evil Dead Two they also mentioned, but um, John like the the iconography of like John Woo movies actually is like a big part of like the inspiration for a lot of like ninety video games from the nineties and on. So I think. Uh, it's really like fitting like um I, I you know I've read about now the production of Doom and I'm reading about the production of Goldeneye and there's a lot of things that they're really inspired by. Uh Goldeneye of course has like you can dual wield guns and they made like if you shoot like almost any inanimate object in the game it explodes. <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> like they that's that's one and it goes on, you know, like the the bullet time and stuff like that and Max Payne, obviously Matrix kind of inspired but i think that also kind of kept like they're definitely inspired by the uh iconic iconography of john Mm -hmm. woo so um yeah yeah i think we're probably about to start seeing more of that in the games Mm -hmm. like i think we're we're still in that like arcade type Mm -hmm. but maybe particularly like doom and we have goldeneye coming up mm-hmm. that we're starting to get out of and well i mean like star fox is clearly like star wars right. that's like the movie big yeah. movie inspiration there's one there's one uh so we t- we mentioned the birds and the diving and the dual wielding but one minor thing i also wanted to throw in that i think is 
very crucial is the slow the slow-mo reloading where the shells are flying out of the gun at the camera i feel like that's something that now when i see um like Zack snyder kind of does that sort of thing and i'm like well it, this has to be like like woo inspired you know and so totally. i think that's that's a thing that i always eat up because it's i don't know it's like andy and i talked about this way back when we were covering the raid uh the the raid movie and we we're ta- i was talking about like the like they do a good job of conveying like every little movement and like every thing every like moment of an action sequence and i think that aspect in this and and his movies tied in with like the other things like i just feel like every every single moment in one of these one of his like action sequence feels like the biggest moment of the movie and sometimes it's as simple as like reloading a gun (laughs) it's just so it just everything looks so awesome at any given moment (laughs) yeah yeah and in that in that same vein it feels like it all it all looks sort of um I don't know if expensive is the right word, but like it all looks, what do I mean by expensive? Like it doesn't look like sleek or like aesthetically expensive, but it just looks like so much, I don't know, so much work went into it. I think that, and that's, I I think sort of similar to what you're saying about how it feels like every single thing could be like the climax of the Mm -hmm. movie, you know? And not, yeah, not in a way that it's like, well, I mean, maybe it, it is a little like gratuitous. I'm trying to think of the right thing. Like, like a gun is shot. And it hits something and you just, you know, sparks are flying. I love sparks, you know, in the movies. We talked about that uh, with Predator, the Predator movies. Sparks are a big factor. but um, A spark-heavy movie. <laughs> actually, I always think back to, like, I was fall- uh, when I was younger, I was at a friend's and I was falling asleep. And we had the, uh, the Empire Strikes Back commentary on. And the director, <laughs> Irving Kirshner, is on there and... They're in the the Hoth base in the beginning, and like sparks are like just going off, of, you know, to show that it's like a this kind of like a rundown sort of like scrappy rebel base, and and Han and Leia are having their romantic moment with sparks going off in the background, and Irving Kershner's talking about the movie is like, I was telling him here, more sparks, I need more sparks. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, yeah, like, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it doesn't look nothing looks sleek. It looks expensive and like big and bombastic and. You know, it's it's in a way like I feel like it it's in a way now where it's like oh we can just we can just uh, put put that in post <laughs> type mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? That's right. Like everything had to be thought about and done that day for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah, not everything obviously, but that really I don't know. You're, yeah, it makes it stand out for sure. Like everything pops. Yeah, this like feels like peak uh, practical mixed with. Yes. CGI this time period. That's why, and obviously a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was seven years old, but like, <laughs> actually I will, I will give it, I will, I, I pretty much feel this about the nineties movies in general in that, you know, you've got exactly what you said. It was like that right mix. I think, I think it was like, there's still, we have sort of the last gasp. Maybe the real peak is uh Lord of the Rings, mm. <laughs> right? Where, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like that era where you had like this Titanic Terminator, um, 
Terminator Lord was like Terminator. You mean Terminator Two? Term- Terminator Two, yeah, I guess like that. Like the nine, the like early nineties or early to mid nineties to like two thousand before like uh, the Iraq War or like maybe <laughs> yeah pre nine eleven yeah it still existed for a little bit I think and I think like the Lord of the Rings was our last gasp until I think that's you know, right. I- one of my least favorite eras of movies to watch is a movie from like two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah, they start to feel sort to of like. soulless in this strange way because they like they're get CGI is getting better, right? And so it starts to like supplant other kinds of of like visual storytellings. It's like, oh, we can just like do it this way, you know. Yeah, as mm-hmm. long as the script is good and we've got our best uh, guys on that, you know. We're they're reading all the right screen writing books. Uh we sound old again. well so when i was actually about to mention it just the part they they did a good job of like um with uh the part where they take their faces off uh face off (laughs) face off (laughs) this is one where like they they had good like um a sense of like what to show and what not to Mm -hmm. show you know Uh like Showing it all blurry and stuff like that was really cool, but like the I was thinking of the the best effect was when there's like a close up part when they're like tucking it in, you know, and you're like, Ugh, like that that looked real to me, a like, thousand percent. It looked totally real to me too. <laughs> it's so, so like, the nasty. Movie itself. Well, we talked. Okay, we talked a little bit about Nicolas Cage. Um, how about let's talk about John Travolta, who also is uh who's starring opposite of him they kind of um i don't know i think the casting of this movie was really good like i think both of them did a fantastic job of like uh each each scene you know you have to sort of think about who they really are but then they they're so that and they're trying to act like the other person but then they're trying to act like the other person acting like themselves (laughs) yes and it makes it such a such a great watch because you really get like it becomes very psychological. I think like watching it, like okay, what's he what's he trying to do here? You know, <laughs> is he he's he's doing Nicolas Cage's best impersonation of John Travolta? You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. It's a right. weird like right dual role type situation. Yeah. Uh, they both they both killed it though. I thought. What you think? What do you think about the performances? Uh, I mean, yeah, there there are definitely times where I, you know I'd see one one of them do something, and I was like, I was just like, oh yeah, that's like totally a signature thing of the other actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certain like mannerisms or like ways of saying certain words. Yeah, it was like whoa, you know, like they, yeah, they really went for it in that. Yeah, regard. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. wild because the the character like. I was thinking about like, okay, how do you, how would they have prepared or like, you know, studied or whatever. And like, like it couldn't be John Travolta playing Nick Cage. It had to be like both of them being both characters. And then, then the characters pretending to be the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like they both did such a good job with the, like the caster uh, character, like, the, the like creepiness like scumbag factor just like oh. making me feel like I felt actually yeah. yeah I feel really uncomfortable every time the, I watch it 
you know like, yes it's one thing in the beginning when nick cage is like grabbing <laughs> the one lady's ass and going like oh it's like okay that is wild that is like insane but it's like a whole it's even worse like later when john travolta is like talking to his pretend daughter and yes. family and stuff and it's like Oh, God, it makes my skin crawl. I know. Uh, And the movie does a really good job of it not being... It, like, doesn't go over the line of being, like, mm -hmm. hard to watch or something. For me, it it is, like, in those scenes... Like, I'm not saying it really as a criticism of the movie, like, but it is. It just... I do feel that way uh, in, like, particularly when he first, like, comes back and meets his daughter. Oh, yeah, that that was... Yeah, that scene made me very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I was like, oh, God, please don't. But... I, I agree with you in the sense that I, it's it's one thing I like about this movie, and it, it also ties into what we were talking about about the characters' performances. Uh, I'll connect it, I swear. But I like that this movie is like it's not just like oh this is like this is like a goofy movie and it's fun. It's a fun, lighthearted romp. Like it is a it's like it's extremely goofy and zany, but it is also like so serious, and that's like one thing I like about it. So like. I, I feel like it like I'm not it doesn't like make a commentary on that sort of thing, you know, where he's like being a, a gross pervert or whatever. But but it like it presents it. It's 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 not I don't think it crosses the line necessarily. Like I agree with you there, you know, but I think it presents it. And then the other thing I think that I like it takes it so so seriously is that and it's it's one thing where I think John Travolta or they both kind of had a challenge where they have, they also have to do this like very serious storyline about his son being killed and like, you know what I mean? And, and like, they're really going for it. And they're really like when, when Nick Cage, especially again, he it's, I feel like he does get kind of, even in those serious moments, like he kind of is the one who carries it because he's at, in the movie at points at his like lowest where he's like grappling with this stuff. And it's like, it's a very like serious like he's trying to give it like a really like human heart to it while also like it's so crazy you know what i mean so he's like he's like dealing with the stuff about like his son but he's also like high on drugs but he's also pretending to be a terrorist you know what i mean and that's that's one thing i like about this movie is that it's not like it is it is a little bit hard to watch in some regards and it is like a little bit serious and it's not totally lighthearted, but it is really silly too at times really zany um i don't know that's like my favorite kind of movie i think is one where it's like it has such a wide spectrum of what kind of movie it is you know yeah it captures it tries to capture and i think successfully in this movie like all of the all of sort of you know human emotions but like heightened like turned up to 11 all of them i think um and oh, action yeah. action movies when they have like when they have that I mean I think that also like well John Wick is like is very serious I think but action movies like have the ability to like not just be like a big dumb action movie they like have the ability to inject this like kind of intensity in all of the scenes um mm-hmm. because like there's like you know more violence and higher stakes Yeah I think it was you were, you were asking me before we recorded like how it was received and it was like I think a very well received like most i think most people were into it at the time but i this is also wearing sound i can sound old again but i feel like it would not this movie 
unless done by a certain person in a certain way, like it, it I don't want to be like, oh, it, you can't make a movie like this anymore because you could. But it's more of like, I, I feel like there there would be like a worry if this were like remade point break style or whatever, where they would be worried about it being cringe you know what i mean that's mm. not not like not like that you can't make a movie today because you get canceled i'm just saying like i think they would be worried about like oh like this aspect is cringe we can't like it's it's too silly you know what i mean they don't it, it yeah i don't know i think there would be a worry about this like a movie like this being goofy you know what i mean because it is goofy but it's not all it is, is what I mean. And I like that about it, that it takes it that seriously. When is the movie, per- like, purposefully being self-referential and, like, silly? And then one of the parts that it's, like, it's not necessarily on purpose. For example, the the face gesture thing. It's a gesture mm. on the face <laughs> of taking your hand and lightly dragging it from the forehead to the chin as a gesture of love mm. like it's mm. it's so weird but i like I, yeah that's something that i find like completely charming about it that it that it takes it's like in some of the some of the james cameron movies we discussed where like they will take he will take a very metaphorical thing like to its extreme sure you know like I mean? like uh unobtainium like, <laughs> unobtainium or something mm. like that and and that's some that's a, another example where it's like that has become cringe even though it's it's not cringe. You know? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Unobtainium is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did the movie know that was ridiculous or were they like, it doesn't matter? I think that's probably the answer is like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. that gesture did not need to be in the movie. And like, it but is, you know, there were like faces, but they're like, they mm-hmm. got to add some more face stuff in the movie. We got to have faces be bigger. bigger. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this movie, this, that, that's like, I like the, the comedic tone, like, like the line about like, you said it earlier, take the face off. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. But I like, again, I'm just like imagining my, my jaded old self is imagining that, like, oh, you, you took his face off? Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my jaded old and they, ass. They're every, every line would be, you know, like, there's the subtle, like, the the chin or whatever. But, you know, you'd, I, I don't know, you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch Grease. Like, <laughs> Grease, that's a chitty movie or whatever, you know? That's, <laughs> like, too tongue-in-cheek a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think what works is that it is like, I don't know. You you don't know. It just is what it is. I don't know. You can kind of draw from it, however it makes you. I feel like just however it makes you feel. You know what I mean? It should be less about oh, do they do they know it's silly? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can un- I I do find that I guess like a fascinating thing because I wonder about the production of movies all the time and I ask myself that question all the time, but. Um, on some level, it's like it doesn't matter if it's, it's true. if it, I like it, <laughs> you know. If it if it works for me, it works for me, you know. Yeah, I think it also like just like these these two, Nick Cage and John Travolta, are like a similar, uh, like caliber of actor where they can both do these like more, I think, really well subtle performances. But they also are very are like known for turning it up, like yeah, yeah, like 
almost like an over-exaggerated performance. Um, they're definitely, they're two guys who like, yeah, when you look at their career, like it, it is like, they're all, they're all over the place in terms mm-hmm. of what types of things they've done. And they both have very fascinating, like paths through their career of like in film history, I would feel like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, we were just talking about like the two movies that we watched that came out before, like Nick Cage with Conair and uh, John Travolta with mm. Michael, which John... are just like John Travolta crazy. also was a it was a number one uh, grocer <laughs> at the box office in 1997 uh, in that in those winter months. Uh, I actually think in nineteen late ninety six as well with uh, yeah with the movie Michael Adriel. I don't know if you've seen Michael. But... I've never heard of Michael. I don't think. Well, here, here's a bunch of fun facts. Michael is a movie <laughs> where they 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 meet John Travolta. <laughs> these reporters in Chicago go out to like Iowa or something because uh, John Travolta is this angel, and they're like going to see if it's he's real you know so yeah, he's, you know. he's like is... living with this woman this like older woman yeah, who yeah. claims that an angel came in and moved in with her and he's kind of like uh it's kind of like one of those like they do a little road trip through like rural you know midwest and they go to chicago and they, they're kind of like it's about you know kind of like learn learning to be humble or whatever i don't know he's like he's like this you know slacker angel type you know he doesn't everything's like yeah so but he he is like he's like literally the archangel like michael yeah 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 (laughs) like literally (laughs) but he's like a bum yeah you then take their face (laughs) off (laughs) literally (laughs) it's like one of those weird like i i saw another trailer for a movie recently that had the same vibe like those weird like posy like 90s like it's kind of one of the worst genres of 90s movies of like the like cloying is the best word i could think to describe it yeah like like angels in america no that's that's that one well that was that was a play then what's funny is not long after this nicholas cage stars in city of angels where he plays angels Angels. what about angels Angels. in the outfield (laughs) john travolta He's he I I mean this is yeah this is interesting for him because it's like he's kind of like at this point I don't I don't know like ev- all the ins and outs of his career but he sort of like had sort of a renaissance in the early nineties uh you know with Pulp Fiction or whatever he kind of kind of put him back on them it kind of reestablished him as like you know he can be in like I don't know like more serious legitimate things I guess I don't know. <laughs> um but but oh he was also in um he starred opposite of christian slater in john woo's broken arrow that's one of his um american releases so he's actually worked with him uh previous to this but i don't know that's kind of an interesting point in his career like i don't know i don't even know i don't even know how i think about john travolta because he's been all over the place like now it's even even weirder you know he's like deep in the i think he was like he's like a scientology guy right yeah he, uh, yeah he is he's sort of been lost to scientology in some ways and like some of the movies he's in lately i guess i haven't really seen them you know but it's just i know he was in like the Gotti movie that came out a few years ago 
and there were like advertisements all over the city. It was kind of crazy, but like, right. it I did not look good. <laughs> um, I don't know, but like, yeah, I don't know what I think about like I th- I think he's a- an amazing. I think he's awesome, but like, right. yeah, he's just had such a wild career. <laughs> yeah, he was in, and I I remember I he came up again for me in Hairspray. That was a movie that I like really really liked when it came out when i was maybe in high school mm-hmm. um he the, the last movie he was in before pulp fiction was the sequel to and he was in the original of mm. uh look who's talking oh okay and look who's talking too and then right before pulp fiction was look, look who's talking now <laughs> uh, and the eyes of an angel uh, i don't know what that is more but, angels uh, more any- angels it's like so yeah leading into pulp fiction he was in a series of you know comedy films about talking babies or whatever so i i i also like to make the point about the um what is the movie trying to do is it trying to be funny or is it whatever um i i I feel like and like you know would this movie be be able to be made now like of course the answer is no like it's so what the the word that kept coming up is i was like this is like audacious like to have the audacity Mm -hmm. to make this movie that is like so like like it's there are so many like aspects of the plot and the premise that are just like it's just asking so much of us yeah like um it's not set in the near future it's just set in 1997 l and that was at that time was i think there was like sort of an attack optimism at the time where like it's almost like we could just insert like a a weird sci-fi concept into this like not explaining it like they they sell it they really sell it in the movie but i feel like a movie now would maybe try to work harder to to sell like that it's like we have the technology to do this you know but the technology they have here like is is believable in like Star Trek when they have to like give people like plastic surgery to blend yeah, it in? Did, uh, I guess there are a few things that I they thought of with like the switch, and one of them was the Star Trek. Like they do the cosmetic surgeries. They all the time. They they aren't doing it to uh, make you look like a specific other person. <laughs> it's usually just like you. oh, um, you know, you're a human you were gonna make you look like you're a klingon a you're, yeah you're a klingon now yeah um, give you some ridges uh and i also thought of mission impossible with the uh the face the face the faces that they put on that are just like oh, yeah, that mission- just like fit perfectly on your face yeah i i, I did like this explanation was that they, they put like a mold or that like accounted for bone structure because it's like you, you just put like a random mask on your face that yeah. you can't just like <laughs> yeah fit that yeah i also thought while we were watching men in black men in black yeah at the beginning they you know the main antagonist takes the the body yes of the you know the farmer and yes. he's like struggling Vincent with D'Onofrio. to get the the face to work Mm, yes i remember properly. that part yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or very um, oh very nasty <laughs> it is nasty. um especially in the end when like the bug finally comes out and you're like whoa he is way too big to be in that body <laughs> yeah yeah 
Oh, I love but that movie. But I guess on the other side, without like this, there there's like a fantasy kind of version of this where instead of doing like procedures, they just have some magic happen and it's Freaky Friday or like 17 again where they mm-hmm. switch there's a body swap for whatever reason oh yeah although generally you know in those types of movies it's like there's there are two characters who like have some relationship you know not usually uh there's usually some kind of tension between them but it's not like this Mm -hmm. it's like oh it's not like i i (laughs) it's like i want to kill you it's more like uh we're uh we're family but we have some uh we have some issues to work out mm-hmm. and they're like generally coming the the swap uh works to kind of help them come to a better understanding of each other whereas here it's like well that does happen here a, a little bit not not necessarily but i do i did like actually the story element where uh, he, he meets Caster's, like, family, you know what I mean? I like that, too. Like, yeah, that was cool. And he's like, oh, I'm going to help, uh, it was, who was that? Or was it Eva? Oh, man, who? Mm-hmm. No, no, I was thinking Eva. Uh, Gina Gershon is, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel like there, it's like, you know, it's, it's not sympathizing with, like, Caster. It's like... Mm-hmm. He yeah. he's a bad person, but he also has like people that are, you know, kind of counting on him for such yeah. things. Yeah, they kind of it does kind of give it as like well, yeah. It it really actually serves a purpose to get him a new son. Yeah, but <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the I I just think they I like the sci-fi element. I think they really sell it in like basically one scene or two of mm-hmm. of them telling him about it and then doing the procedure and like that they actually yeah, they do the things like you said the mold. They go mm-hmm. out of their way to like to like sell it in the moment, you know, that like as opposed to just being like Oh, like almost being like, uh, oh, it's like the near future and there's some tech, you know what I mean? It's like, no, we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the like the other parts of the body where it kind of got like, OK, <laughs> there's a little suspension of disbelief. Here. It's fine. They, they acknowledge <laughs> it. That's all the matter. Yeah. They acknowledge it. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Similar bod, whatever, you know. Totally. And, like, I feel like movie, like, if this movie was made now, they would, like, do all kinds of weird, it wouldn't just be the actors playing each other. It would be, like, oh, he has a different eye color, he has a different, you know, there would, like, be more kind Mm -hmm. of, like, like, uh, uh, concessions Uh that were sort of made to make it seem more realistic. Whereas, like, this, it's, like, um, they just are like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it says it just changes his face, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. Your teeth are probably fine, the same, and uh, you know, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, they're like your eye color is close enough. <laughs> they didn't like, and I noticed it especially because like they have very different well faces, obviously, but like mouths in particular, mm-hmm. and oh, like yeah. when Nick Cage would smile or something I'm like that. Only Nick Cage's mouth. There is no way <laughs> yeah. that this is John Travolta 
in a Nick Cage skin. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> but like, it, I feel like they, you know, if this was made now, they would sort of be either over explaining it or they'd be like trying to kind of like, pl- like play with that more and trying to make it a little bit more realistic or something. Like, again, like it's not hand waving. It's just asking the audience to just like be in this, in this alternate, mm-hmm. you know, reality where like, this is just it just like like get in or get out you know like get in or get i like that yeah i think i think audiences are like less willing to do that now which is disappointing Mm. i just i like i hate it when i see people like talking about stuff in movies or they're like oh that's so unrealistic and it's like it's a movie Just everything wrong with face-off in 10 minutes or less. Everything wrong with face-off. Just like, cin- everyone's just... got their own cinema sins, you know. Like, everyone, yeah, is, like, looking for, like, the most not... It's not even too... It's typically things that aren't even, like, issues with the movie. You know, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's explained. It's just, like, you're... It, it's not... It doesn't need to hold your hand through every step of the way. You know, you just can kind of get the idea by like these brief explainers but instead it's like yeah we've got to we've got to find like what we can to like i don't know complain about or something (laughs) to me it's like you don't you wouldn't complain about like a painting being not realistic Mm. like they're both like works of art they're Mm. they're just different mediums but like some works of art we just decide like Oh, that's not acceptable here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's a good way of putting it. And I think that, like, especially because we... And, like, again, I'm not like, movies are ruined or kids have no imagination. It's over. But I do think that because... It's all TikToks now. Because because there's, like... um, We have the ability to, like, make things sort of... To, like, do all kinds of stuff with, like, with... um, visual effects that we like you know you couldn't do at the time like we are are a little bit unforgiving you know we expect to not see any seams or any dirt you know what i mean uh no human fingerprints as you've said before um and you know to have kind of like an airtight like seamless experience when we're watching things i think and um you know, it's 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 fun to see things that are just kind of like, kind of messed up a little bit. You know, <laughs> like yeah, like yeah, Nick, like this is a totally crazy premise that you just ask us to to uh, accept because it's fun, <laughs> because it's gonna be awesome to watch, and it is. Yeah. You know, um, oh, and another thing I wanted to say about this is that. It is really long. It's like two and a half hours long, and yeah. it mm-hmm. and I like n- now. Well, two things. One, I think that um, it doesn't drag at all. Like it's a like I wouldn't cut anything. I think it's all perfect. Yeah. It's all great. Don't cut any characters. Don't cut any scenes. Like I love every minute of it. And I think that also something like this would have been like a mini series now you know because it's like so much happens then we'd start (laughs) learning about like caster choice childhood and then we'd start learning you know what i mean like i think that that would become like a big we'd have more flashbacks if michael the baby or the kid you know are in their marriage and whatever and i just love that i just i personally 
you know, I like that the movie didn't overstay its welcome, which is crazy to say because it was two and a half hours long. Well, I had to have, I feel like it had, it was almost like, um, like if it, if it was without, I could see a similar movie without the, um, the concept that they're incorporating. Like, like if, if it didn't have that and it was like, say it was your basic, just like catch the bad guy, whatever bomb movie that it, it starts off acting like it may be, um, you know, that, that does read like a, a, a tight style movie and you kind of see you can kind of see that movie in this movie it's just mm. like you're straightforward more like speed or something like that you know just yeah like boom 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 but i think and it's i think it serves the premise really well uh we talked about it but that opening scene how like climactic it is is it's because you get to see the ending of the movie where Nicolas Cage is the villain and the end of the movie where John Travolta is the villain. Like they both get their own cool, like vil- final fight sequence. Yeah, you that's know a great I mean? way of where putting it. Like bested. And, and I think that carries throughout the movie. So I think like it, it almost re- like is a requisite that it's like a little bit beefier because it, it almost, it's not like two movies in one necessarily, but it's like, you know what I mean? It like they're adding, they're like kind of blending two movies into one mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. like sort of this out of control dude. And then like this very serious, uh, son storyline in there too. I don't know. It, it, it works for me because of that. Like, I love how it opens and how it, both those scenes, neither one like outshines the other in my mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I mean, they're pretty different, you know, one is more, I guess the final, action scene is a bit more big and explosive or whatever you know it's like it's a high speed sort of thing whereas the other one is it's it's more of a shootout you know but mm-hmm. they both i don't know they both are incredible to watch i mean all the action scenes throughout the movie are incredible to watch i think that's a good they they pace those out really well too mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean the second one is just like like man versus man like that's what that's like what makes it so good is like no one else is in this final like i mean a little bit at the church you know there's like there's a big like kind of face off with a bunch of other people but it quickly becomes like just the two of them like fighting to the death you know um and i think that's really like it works really well even though there is like a speedboat chase and shit you know um (laughs) But it's a, it's, speed it's not the same as the beginning, which is like, you know, a hundred people involved and there's an airplane and then there's a car and then there's guns, you know, it's a just in that explosions in the airplane hangar. Like it's a it's a different scene entirely, which is I, 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 I liked that it wasn't because all the action there's there's just so many different ki- kinds of it, you know, kinds of action scenes that we get. It's not all guns or all explosions or all speedboats, you know. Even even watching a you know a scene itself, it's like they're also dynamic and mm-hmm. <laughs> so many cool things happen within one scene. Yeah, as I kind of as you said with the ending, but I was just looking back at you know the prison break mm-hmm. scene we have up now, and it's just like you know it, mo- again moment to moment, just something new and spectacular is happening, mm-hmm. S- spectacular and exciting, and also like violence sparks. and sparks. <laughs> There's sparks. Yeah. 
<sighs> yeah. I got some other, I guess there's some other virtual theater connections we could bring up for this movie. Go um, on. What's the story? Do you remember what's the story on the boots? The boots and the Mario well, movie the, connection? The bo- the, in, the, in the prison where uh, the, the Nicolas the Cage magnet. goes to, they have these shoes that are that they're big metal boots that sometimes are not magnetized, but they're tracking them based on where the boots are. So that's how like they, they can surveil the prisoners, but um, they activate magnets when they want them to like be still in one particular spot. And those are the same boots that are also used in the super Mario bros movie. Uh, uh, in, I don't know what part, but they, well, the end when they are like, uh, uh, they're the the hover boots boots. or the rocket boots. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) see, here we go. It's actually, yeah, it's the, um, the shoes, the Goombas wear their big boots. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so many of them in face off, so many pairs of these boots. (laughs) So I'm like, where did they get these? Like, that's a great, that's a great reusal of a prop, I will say. Uh huh. Yeah. Other brief connection I have to bring up is the screenplay Mm. written by, here we go, Mike Werb and Mike Ull. Color, colorly, uh-huh. which they both wrote the screenplay for Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Oh hell yeah! Uh, not not as good of a movie, but just similar in that it's like, it's a bit unabashedly wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great movie. But so yeah, there's there's a couple connections here. It fits all right along. We're, this is not even virtual theater at all, but it it fits alongside uh, that canon as well. Too, absolutely, so. absolutely. It's hard. It's hard to like hone in on like Mm -hmm. the plot details and all that stuff it's it's really i mean there there are and it's a good story it 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 flows and it kind of makes sense and everything but it really is about just like seeing these two guys kind of have this cat and mouse so they're going toe-to-toe and acting like each other Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's fun each just each character interaction of like both with like um fake caster and his brother or his friends and um uh archer fake archer with like his wife of like Mm -hmm. from scene to scene like you can you also are like not just like studying them trying to see like you know what they're trying to do capture about the other person but also at times trying to like see see through them and see like what their real motivation is mm-hmm, you know because mm-hmm. like there is kind of like a flow to the movie where for for a minute when caster escapes as uh as uh archer and he kind of gets away with it like before before it really seems like he might just get away with it mm-hmm. he doesn't come off like he fully cares about how people perceive him you know what i mean that's when he's like peak like grabbing asses and being weird and and gross and pervy uh and then when he when it seems like he's kind of got uh the real archer taken care of that's when he starts to he starts to like try to be a a, like a cool dad and he's like (laughs) trying to like he's like oh i'm going to actually use the lapd to like take out rival gangs you know what i mean so he actually is like trying to settle down into the life and then later he, he he goes 
you know, comes back out of it again when he's got to like, you know, take, take Archer down. And I think there's a similar kind of through line with, um, with, uh, Archer when he's trying to blend in and try to like, you know, be in that life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? To, to a lesser extent, but I don't know. That's always interesting to watch. Like, oh, what are they like really, what are they trying to do here? You know what I mean? Like, right. what's, what's, what's the motivation in this moment? I always found that so fascinating. Yeah. There's, there's like several moments throughout the film where like, you can tell that the characters are like, I might be, I might be stuck this way forever. Like, what do I do? Like, is this going to be the, is my life about to end? Because I like, can't, stand to like live as this other person like am i just gonna implode uh sean's life or am i going to implode caster's life because like i can't bear the thought of like being them forever you know there's like this like you can tell that there's like how much longevity how much mileage am i gonna get out of this like body that i'm inhabiting now you know which i found like pretty cool and i also i mean another there is there's actually nothing that like everything turns out well in the end. Like there's no like, is there going to be a sequel or, you know, oh, this is a little bit complicated or like, you know, uh, the daughter died or something. It's like, nope, everyone lives happily ever after. And he gets and he, he gets his body back <laughs> and he's totally fine, you know. Yeah. And I loved that. Like at the end of this wild ride, like I just want to be satisfied that like everything turned out. Okay. And like, they can just sort of move on. And he's like, I have someone I want you to meet. Like he didn't ask his wife at all. If they could She's adopt like, this kid. Okay. Like <laughs> we said that out loud as we were watching it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She says, yeah, I guess you can bring yeah. this kid in here. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like romantic in the way that, uh, um, James Cameron sort of movie is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, like, it's the hero. Yeah. You want to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Actually, I we got it right now, briefly. <laughs> it came up on our, we have it on the movie on the screen. Uh-huh. Uh, let's do a little bit of a, let's talk about some everyday carry uh, situation. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is such a great, again, like, we don't need... We, we do get some insight into Caster's life, but just these, like, little random things I love. And we're at the part where he where he has brought the case that they bring him in the beginning yes. that contains his items. <laughs> and I just want to talk about what is in there is... Oh, what's uh, in the box? <laughs> there's two... The two golden guns, which are incredible. Um, there's some blue pills. I don't know what those are. Do you I don't know. But, they can be anything. Yeah, we don't need, we don't deserve to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting detail though is there's there's just like blue pills in a baggie, but then there's like a bottle like prescription like prescri- yeah. pill. You know, bottle. the like orange with the white label. Yeah. So I like there's like both. There's like a bunch of joints or whatever. <laughs> then then there's that insane gold money clip he has. Yeah, that has like a tiger's face or whatever. <laughs> yes. And then of course a box of uh chiclets or yep. whatever the gum yep uh anyway sorry that came up on the screen i was like that <laughs> i love that detail you know what i mean i know and i love okay, the chiclets because you don't I, that's not doesn't come back like it just is it just is like just, that's what he has like <laughs> i think that the prescription bottle or maybe his brother's prescription i think oh another thing with the face the face metaphor too there's a lot of parts where they, they will be like 
touching mm-hmm. or gesturing their faces in like key moments and i was i, I love that where it's like yeah that like the, even the actors the actors are like in that zone like, they know 100 percent. do you want to know what some of the other actor pairings were considered for the movie oh my god i would love to know um well so we had should i should i guess uh johnny uh, depp uh, actually, so Johnny Depp, it says here on Wikipedia, Johnny Depp wanted to play Sean Archer, but passed on the role after reading the script. His loss. Your loss. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as good. He's with... a little younger at this time. Johnny Depp, right. Keanu Reeves' face-off would have been, I guess, both the way to go. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Younger for both. They could have been younger. Though they would, they're, the, I think part of it works is because they're kind of older. He's got like a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? the, yeah. The time passed, I think. Yeah, helps. yeah. And just like, you know, this many years has passed and you're still like, you all this time spent going after this one guy. A thing people, I think, mess up because I see fan casts for if like they remade it. They're like, they could make it with this people. And they'll pick two people who like look exactly the same. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. well, the point isn't they're like identical. Like they do have <laughs> similar things about them that make them a good pair, but... As actors, like, they're both, like, very unique. As you mentioned, yeah. like, Nick Cage's mouth, no one has that. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and it's about them having to, like, like the face being molded onto their face, they have to, like, kind of create a different weird version of themselves based on the other person. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, the, the, I think it's key that they don't look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know who I think... It's not. It wouldn't be. Uh, this would be two female actors who I think would do it I, really well. I do well see pitches for that a lot because they. I feel like they both have like the same acting kind of thing. Can I guess? Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. No, uh, yeah. they're they're <laughs> they're, they're actually like they're they're young all. they're younger. Mary Kate and Ashley. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, Emma Stone. Yes. And Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, huh. I can see that. Sure. They they do they have like similar. There's certain sim- similar to the actors in this movie. Some similarities, but they're definitely like. They I think they both have same. like the. They're very good actresses that can also really turn it up and go mm-hmm. like the over the top thing. Yeah. yeah, I would want Michelle Rodriguez. Fuck yeah! And I haven't thought about the second person. And Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we we didn't talk about the real. Oh wow! Well, okay, wait. It, was it actually <laughs> okay. Johnny Depp and Keanu Reeves? No, no. That's oh, you made that up. Say, I made Keanu up. Just that would like be that. tight, though. That would that be tight. Would be, yeah. Um. No. So we had uh, Michael Douglas and Harrison Ford. Uh, and and these are all good pairings, I would say. They all fit. Uh, Alec Baldwin and Bruce Willis. Like, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and then the Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, that one I could get that, down with. That one, it that sounds good. <laughs> the other ones are a little... It is, not, not it is such a, like, acting challenge. And I love I, I love any time these guys get tested. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're, they're considered, like, bad actors to some extent. Yeah. Uh, which is unfair. And I I think uh, regardless of what type of performance they would turn in, it would be very fascinating to see it happen. What about, like, Jackie Chan and, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme 
That'd be pretty sick. Yes. Yes. That would be a good uh, one. But I feel like they're about know, the same like caliber as well. Kind of like how uh, Arnie and uh, Stallone. But then you get into like, uh, are they going to do accents? Uh, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> ignore that. We <laughs> are able to totally gloss over everything else in the movie. We should also gloss over that. <laughs> okay. 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 It's kind of like how in brother, is it step, is it just brother? It's brothers, bro, sibs, sibs with, um, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. <laughs> And like oh twins twi- twins twins <laughs> twins and now they're like yeah. he lived on an island that's why he has an accent that's mm-hmm. all it is <laughs> you know yeah he can pull it off for sure <laughs> yeah there's so much about should we talk about just like the, there's a lot of like great people we can't i guess go through everyone in the cast but there are a lot of like very um, memorable um, people, even as far as like the uh, down the line of just like some of the people on the police force and and stuff like that, people that's like it's really cool. Like some some of them, it's like almost a surprise to see them in the movie, you know? Yeah, Margaret but, uh, Cho. Oh, it was a big surprise. I was like, right, what is yeah. she doing in this movie? And she plays like a very serious part. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we mentioned Gina Gershon. That's cool. Um, Joan Joan Allen as his wife, mm-hmm. uh, Eve, was great. Um, oh man, it's just yeah. Oh, Pollux, his bro Pollux was sick. I oh the, yeah, the he two was great. They're just both. They're just both so freaking nasty. Both yeah. of those guys. Oh, he's so <laughs> good. He's like brothers. he's like nasty, creepy brother. I loved it. Oh god, who who else? Oh, um, the prison guard. Yes, we talked uh-huh. about. Uh, just because we've we, also uh, seen recently. <laughs> we saw recently in uh. Volcano. John Carroll Lynch is the actor's name. He's Ah, in Volcano. His most actually, well, Fargo, which just it just won some Academy Award. I don't remember what. In in nineteen ninety seven, it just (laughs) yeah, it came out in ninety six. In our flashback timeline. Okay. In our flashback, he's um, (laughs) you know, he's the guy who does this. He's in the stamp competition. Her her husband in the movie in Fargo. That's him. Yeah. I just watched Fargo yeah. on the airplane not very long ago, so that's fresh in my mind. <laughs> He's awesome as the prison guard. This like you, you they really build up like this him as like a mini boss for him in the movie. Such an Yeah, asshole. he's a mini boss for sure. <laughs> yeah, just lots of lots of little roles from like like we got Thomas Jane is is in there uh I've had James Denton who plays Buzz is in a bunch of random stuff but hmm. we have to shout out uh she was like the what was she the i don't know this like special division of the secret face-off division or yeah whatever. <laughs> she that was played by uh cch pounder who who played uh Mo- moat i believe it was in, in avatar yeah, yeah 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 i recognized her in all so. kinds of stuff but i didn't know who she, i remember that she was in um the film baghdad cafe that my grandmother oh. loved um, from like '88 or something, but it was it, it was like famously my grandma's favorite movie was Baghdad Cafe, <laughs> and um, and she was in that as well. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's just like a whole like yeah, just a bunch of great memorable little parts here and there that really fill out the movie really good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's there's one moment that I definitely want to mention, which is when they. They're in this like big room that's full of mirrors, and oh, yeah. they're up there. 
They've got like the one wall with the mirrors. They're back to back, so they can't see each other. They can only see the mirrors. And they're just mm-hmm. like having a, a conversation and uh you know uh John Travolta's caster goes, I guess we'll have to, you know, kill each other. Kill you know, and they, they they turn around so that they're looking at themselves in the mirror so, but they're you know they're it's yeah. like <laughs> so good they're looking at themselves but they're looking at the face of the other person it's just like wow yeah it was so, <laughs> so then good they, then they then they both shoot and then you know they're shooting at each other but they're also shooting at the reflection yeah mm-hmm. it's know, very like, cool wow that was so good <laughs> the metaphors <laughs> It's mm-hmm. like uh, like on the nose, but on the nose, <laughs> but in, <laughs> on the face in a very like endearing way. I don't know. I guess maybe that's just one of those things where it's like it for me. It's like I almost can't even describe it because I like you could do a very similar thing in another movie and it'd be like you'd roll your eyes or whatever. But in this, it's just like every time something happens in the like that in this, I'm just like, oh, it's just like I don't know. <laughs> I oh, agree. <laughs> We, I, I'm going to say this, but I feel like it's, maybe it it shouldn't be surprising. But one thing I like about this movie is, you know, compared to, I guess in John Woo's, like, other movies, like, you know, in, in Hard Boiled, Better Tomorrow, like, I'm, I guess I've seen Chow Yun-Fat in so many movies like that, that it's like, it's like, it's always impressive, but it's like, oh, it's cool to see him, like, doing these very physical things. Or, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, obviously, is, like, a very physical performer. And it shouldn't be no, as no surprise, because Nick Cage is, like, in um, the, the the aforementioned movies. He also, he also ended up being in, the, in, he was in The Rock, the, mm. the Michael Bay movie, shortly after this. That's kind of, there's, like, the trilogy, almost, of the action movies. But it's just cool, like, seeing him... You know, I know there's, like, stunt people and stuff, like, in the movie, and they do a phenomenal job, but it's cool in, like, some of those, like, I think about in the prison scene where he's, like, you know, diving in the corner and, like, stuff's blown up around him and things like that. Just seeing, like, just seeing him, like, do these, like, kind of physical sort of things, even, like, the minor ones. Like, again, the movie does a good job of selling every last little movement you do, and so just, I don't know, it's cool to see nick cage doing it. nick cage is i think one of my if i had like a top five actors you know he's he's in there i think cause yeah he does he does kind of like give it his all in that regard too mm-hmm. yeah he was he was it was very cool to see him. that's why i think when it was like was it bruce willis and harrison ford or no no something like that it's like i i feel like nicholas cage is also just sort of a he doesn't have to be in action movies you know he's just sort of a comedy drama just an actor actor and so seeing him in these action movies it's like it's cool there's just something there's like one of the best images i think in 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 a movie one of my favorites i I would say is is in the beginning where he's you know fully decked out he looks like he could be a video game character you know with the sunglasses and everything or whatever in the suit and he's got the two golden guns and he's you know diving slow-mo with you know guns akimbo (laughs) sparks going off it's just like one of my all-time favorite visuals of of nicholas cage Uh, you know he looks like he should it's just like peak fuck peak nicholas cage (laughs) um in terms of the last um 
Well, actually, in this in this shootout scene we were just talking about, hmm. one minor thing I, I want to mention is they do have the kid, and they do they do the, it, it almost is hard boiled like it's a le- they're not doing playing into it as much like where they're moving this kid mm-hmm. around a whole hospital, but a little <laughs> bit of like hey we got to protect this kid and like the kids listening to happy music. Um, mm-hmm. There's a fun aspect. I also want to say I, I love a good boat chase in a movie, and I think this is like one of the best boat scenes in it in any movie. Boat chase, like there is a lot of great wreckage that is well captured and mm. impressive. You know, just like I I, I, I was watching the other night um, some crappy uh, Van Damme. <laughs> movie with my friend and but there's a part where they blew up a boat and i'm like if you blow up like a boat or something like it adds a star to a movie (laughs) Um, this one very true this one was like they're blowing up boats and buildings and then boats were like crashing through it and it just like uh they captured so well uh and just look the the action was so dynamic and like the way the boats are smashing up against each other and like the two of them jumping between them is just all, it was so like, wow, oh, I loved it. Yeah. And I love that the end is a, uh, uh, like hand to hand combat. It has to be, uh, Oh, for sure. And it's, it wasn't a knife fight, but it was like he harpoons him or whatever. Harpoon. They're good at weaving in and out of the stuff. And again, showing unique, you mentioned John wick before. I think that's like, like you can see the inspiration cause it feels like in John wick, they're trying to always like, what's a, what's a unique, like it's built that that more so than this is like even built around very unique like action sequences and like that's actually a good thing you know what I mean yeah they 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 were like what are what's like what is like the most unique thing we can kind of do or even like if it's a reference to something like their own spin on it variety you know and this movie has that uh, for sure one little. I guess also detail with that boat sequence that kind of connects to all the things we said is actually in um, the movie Hard Target. Speaking of like unique action sequences, there's mm-hmm. all kinds sorts of different motorcycles and kicking and all this stuff. Uh, there is a scene where Jean Claude Van Damme is being pursued while he is on a horse. Yes, he's being pursued by a helicopter, which it, it through the bayou. Yes, which is so awesome. But in that scene, I believe, in that part of the movie, they wanted, Jean Wu wanted, I believe he wanted there to be a boat sequence. And Van Damme was like, I'm, I'm not, I, I, this, I, I could be speaking out of term, turn here, but I think Van Damme was like, I do not want to do a boat sequence. Whoa. Um, they later put him in a boat in the Street Fighter movie, but it was really just to like ride to the final battle and he just kind of like watched the tape maybe he's like, afraid he of afraid of drowning which is a very legitimate fear this. van damme boat but van damme uh, anyway afraid of boats uh, van damme <laughs> custom wood boats and yachts okay that's a um but i i was i was glad to see that uh you know they eventually got the uh he eventually got to do the boat <laughs> sequence here yeah well the boat sequence is like the it's a one of my favorite in the whole, like when the, uh, there's like a, an anchor that they're throwing around at each other. Oh, the anchor. At yeah. one point they like try to throw each other off the boat and then they're kind of like 
like jet, not jet skiing. They're uh, they're like water skiing on their feet at one point. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, it's so. Oh, good. that was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, that was <laughs> <Yeah>. wild. <laughs> See, that's what's like what I'm saying about this is like it's so hard to like be like pinpoint a a moment like that because then something insane happens like that and it's just like yeah it's crazy i couldn't fact check the boat thing but just take my word for it (laughs) i yeah i believe you (laughs) Uh, i'm I'm pretty sure van damme you know he he had some specific things he needed for movies back in the day and one was to not be on a boat yeah i like that (sighs) some people don't like nudity and he didn't want to be on a boat Mm (laughs) <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to say about the movie? I feel like this has been a long one. I feel I and oh. I just still feel like there's just so much that could be said, but there is uh you know, you get to the end of the boat scene where, where they're, you know, face to face and uh Caster, John Travolta as Caster, uh has kind of realized that this is this is the end for him. Mm-hmm. And he starts to uh cut his face off so oh. that you know oh. Archer cannot truly win you know, yeah he, once he's like he's like if I fight it you know have to die as you you have to die as me so, and <laughs> yeah he, he tries to cut his face off that's so nasty <laughs> it's such a good good call out McKenna I'm that was a like, good that was gnarly to like do that to yourself <laughs> that caster guy, guy is crazy <laughs> Something's not right with him, I'm starting to think. Yeah, we should have had the miniseries about his childhood and why he's so messed up. <laughs> yeah, we need to get into it. The prequel, the prequel to Face Off. This <laughs> is the, the becoming Caster Troy. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the it'll be called it would just be called like Caster. Yeah. Oh no, here's the pitch. Caster and Pollux. The the two it's, the bro- that's his brother, right? It's a show about the brothers and them mm. growing up. No, I it don't care about the brother as much. The se- season, the the season finale is when John uh, Archer, not Jonathan Archer, Ar- <laughs> Archer, that's the captain of uh, the Enterprise, uh, <laughs> in Star Trek Enterprise, Scott Bakula, but uh, whatever, Sean Archer is Sean Archer, yeah, 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 John Travolta, yeah, like the the finale of the series is uh, John Travolta shows up, you know. Yes, the final like the finale even... is the is the final altercation at the very beginning of Face Off. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, let's do it. Write it, it down. <laughs> okay, so we're get we're getting to the movie, the point in the movie where um we're not going to make Archer, these shows long. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just like one <laughs> where Archer is like me like back to his wife like trying to convince her that it's that it's him and mm-hmm. not Caster, and um, so yeah, he uh, he's like, oh, the blood type, the yes. blood type is wrong, and uh, now I'm tying this back into the face thing, where you know she she's got some doubts, so she she gets a blood test from um, John Travolta while he's in his sleep. You know, I like, figures this is a good out. element too. Good story element for sure. She's like, okay, uh, you know, this is not this guy is not my husband, but she's not convinced mm-hmm. that uh, you know, Nick Cage is. Yeah. 
And I, I think the moment that she is truly convinced is when he does the face thing, the <laughs> face brushing. Yes, the face brush. Because that's just brush. like so like specific to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. See, it all connects. <laughs> and the, the story he tells when he's like convincing her like, hey, I am your husband. Remember when we first went on our first date and then you chipped your tooth and we had to go find an all night dentist and he was so drunk that he fixed the wrong tooth. I'm like, what? Why would he be drunk? That's so crazy. I guess because yeah. the middle of the night. You know those like, all night dentists. Yeah, you know the thing about Things all night dentists. Things were different when they were coming up. Things were they're all just, they were coming up. They were just yeah. drunk. <laughs> in, the, in the 80s, things were a bit more wild. <laughs> Your dentist might but, just be wasted. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and shoot, we didn't the the pre pre boat <laughs> scene, the climactic when they meet up in and the church. All the the religious imagery, the candles, the mm-hmm. the birds flying, the like crazy gun Mexican standoff yeah. style situation. Ugh, loved it, loved it. Every every moment, every moment, I loved. <laughs> uh what? Okay, I think I think that's good. I think we've said all that we could say about yeah. this. This I is mean, a two-hour uh, two podcast. We yeah. haven't said all we could say, but we'll stop. We'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's a great, it's it's a fantastic film. It's, uh-huh. It's one of, it's one of the, I think it's one of the greatest action films of all time, for sure. It's, it's on, it's unreal. It's unreal. It's un- <laughs> unparalleled. Um, wh- well, okay, so this is Flashback 64, as well as Movies That Whip, and on our show, Movies That Whip... Adriel, we you know we just cover whatever movies we think may or may not whip, may not be cool. Yeah, we, um, we cover whatever the hell we want. <laughs> what um, <laughs> what are we gonna do next month? Now it's listen, a monthly show. About ten minutes ago, I remembered that I was supposed to pick uh, something, <laughs> and I did not. So, oh, okay. um, but I do say that because I was the reason that I didn't. Well, not that I forgot, but that I was like, I really want to watch a horror movie, but I don't know what, which one, and I don't know if I want to pick, like, a classic one that, like, maybe I haven't seen, but, like, you I don't know. I wasn't sure what to pick, so then okay, I just okay. tabled it, and then I just <laughs> totally forgot to do it. <laughs> I got well, distracted maybe. by the, like, uh, like the, the, the gravity of face-off, and I totally forgot. Um, so we should... Um, uh, uh, may- maybe we can workshop this one together later, um, and we. Can- but a horror movie. But I would like to pick a horror movie. Um, okay. Maybe an old one, or maybe like yes. old, like you know, even like Hitchcock or something like that. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't picked one. But I want it to be a horror movie. I was really into puppets for a minute because I just saw a movie Ooh, that had a lot of puppets. Yeah. But I then I couldn't f- find a good puppet movie, <laughs> so. Is there one called like Puppet Master? Is there a horror movie called that? Is, is that is that a well? We'll just uh, everyone follow us on Blue Sky, and I will post uh, what we will be watching next when we decide. <laughs> I guess that's our plug then. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Blue Sky. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, and then there's of course Flashback sixty four, our chronological Nintendo sixty four podcast. Um. I don't know when the, this is coming out before um, the Tetrasphere and Dark Rift. I think it'll be out before then. We're we're just in the Star Fox zone right now, which is right mm-hmm. around 
the time this movie came out. So go check mm-hmm. that out if you're listening to uh, the, the movies that whip feed. Um, I don't know. Do we want to promote anything else? Uh, we'll just let it be. Yeah. Uh, you know, we <laughs> just like the we we left it all on the field. You know. Yeah. We, go find us on all the stuff. Flash we really op- opened our hearts. We opened up our hearts <laughs> to you all. <laughs> uh, well, great. This was a fantastic, fun mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, we it. really we really rattled on for a long time. I, yeah. <laughs> Um, McKenna, I'm uh, so happy that we got to pod together because we never really yeah. get to. So that was really fun. And thank you for having me on Flashback. Thanks for coming to Movies That Whip. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Sorry, right. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goo, get out of here. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, stay cool. Stay cool. Stay cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, P.S. <laughs> we decided after we stopped recording that we will be watching the 1958 film Dracula, starring the ineffable, ineffable Christopher Lee. So we figured that out. Decided I would drop that in here before I edited this episode. All right. Love you all. Stay cool. <laughs> <laughs>